What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 146. And it's one of our prestigious Patreon poll winner episodes. Uh, Every month, our Patreons get to pick a game that I have not played before to be covered on the podcast. I then play said video game, and then we talk about it on the show. Uh, And this time around, you kids selected Toe Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis. And I had never played this game. There are some games that get into the Patreon poll where I've played them like a little bit, but not enough to talk about it for an hour. I had never turned this game on. I knew of it. I knew it was pretty popular amongst the Sega nerds, but I knew nothing about it other than it looked weird. And I'm very proud. And I, and I stress the word proud. I am proud to say that a month later, not only do I now know what all the buzz is about with Toe Jam and Earl, but I'm leading the Toe Jam and Earl pride parade because I'm heads over heels in love with this game. It is a new contender for the top spot on my growing list of favorite Genesis games ever. Uh, My guest this week is my buddy and longtime Sega nerd Kate, and we had a hell of a chat about these two aliens and their quest across what is supposedly Earth uh, to rebuild their broken spaceship. And I say supposedly because if you've not played this game, uh, it was apparently designed by someone that thinks the Earth is not only flat, but it's stacked in layers. It's island upon island upon island. Uh, and you need to take an elevator to get from one continent to the next continent to the next continent. Uh, and we're going to get to all that in just a minute. Because speaking of stuff designed by people that think the earth is flat and stacked in layers, it is time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome and consider this your warning. Our intros are quite long, uh, but they're really fun. They're very fun. We talk video games, stuff like that. Our intros are like the free breadsticks that you get before your pasta at Olive Garden, except we're better than Olive Garden. Well, I mean, not better than the bread. I don't know. Maybe not better than the breadsticks. I haven't had Olive Garden in like 15 years. So maybe someday when we're allowed to do stuff again, maybe. But anyway, uh, I'm getting more and more picks from uh, from you, our community, rocking your brand new Remember the Game merchandise. Thank you so much for the support. It, like, I really am happy with how it looks. Uh, again, if you're interested, the the designer was uh, Joe at 4545creative.com. Look him up. Great work. Fucking so easy to work with. I think they look dope. And if you're interested, we have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, and you can find them at rememberthegamepodcast.com. It is a great way to support the show. Or... Uh, Of course, you can always support us on Patreon, and I'm biased, no question, but for my money, our Patreon is the single best way to spend the change in your car's cup holder ever in the history of humanity for only $2 a month, which I did the math, it's like 6.666666 cents per day, 6.6 cents per day. 
you get two additional weekly podcasts plus a whole bunch more stuff. You get exclusive access to both my gaming news podcast Game Patch every Friday and my gaming discussion show Expansion Pass every Sunday. I should point out Game Patch is now officially exclusive to our $2 patrons. It's not on the free feeds anymore. So that's initial or that's one of the added perks you get at the $2 uh, level on our Patreon. Not only do you get Game Patch, you get like I said Expansion Pass. You also get instant access to over 60 bonus podcasts just sitting in our archives right now where there's game reviews, there's game rankings, there's some comedy stuff like our fabled Gamer Confessions episode. Uh, we recently did one where we talked about what we would change if we were in charge of PlayStation. Lots of fun stuff like that. Episode 56 of Expansion Pass went live this past Sunday, and I decided to review and talk a little bit of strategy for Pac-Man 99, the new Pac-Man Battle Royale game that's available on the Nintendo Switch. And as is becoming tradition, here's a sneak peek of last Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass number 56, my Pac-Man 99 review. I think there's two ways to look at the fact that you play on the single board over and over and over again. And and both are valid for sure. Either either you look at it as it gets old because it's the same map over and over, which does seem to be the majority. Um, or you like it because you get to know the board, you get to know the intricacies of it, and you can develop strategies around it. And that's the camp I fall into. Like, I'm not a Pac-Man prodigy, but I have played a lot of Pac-Man. And while I do like Miss Pac-Man more, primarily because it does have different boards, when I'm playing old school Pac-Man, I like it like this. I like just one board because I love the strategic element of knowing that map inside and out. You get to know a little bit of the intricacies, right? Like, just, just a couple examples. Um, I always go to the bottom of the screen as fast as I can and get it cleaned up because the two easiest places to get stuck and the two places you're going to die the most are right along the very bottom of the screen where there's those two long stretches where you have no way to get out. So that was this past Sunday's episode. And now this weekend for episode 57, uh, our board of directors have spoken, our patrons have chosen, and underrated games will be the topic of discussion this weekend. I think that's going to be a really fun episode. So uh, again, two bucks gets you access to all those podcasts. Plus you can join our Remember the Game Discord. You get to vote in our Patreon poll. You can submit comments and questions to be read on all of our podcasts. And you get a shout out and you get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons, Sean Redford, Josh Valentini, Valentini, Chance, there's one, Chance McCoy, Hammond Egger, Ronnie Sachs, and Karth from KOTOR. Fuck, oh, fuck you and that fucking name, Karth. I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, but thank you all very, very much. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And I want to warn everybody too. I try to be as upfront with my Patreon as I can. Two things. One, we're rolling out new perks and a new tier on May 1st. So that information will be there. Second of all, Patreon charges you the day you sign up and then they charge you on the first of the month. So if you're thinking about signing up, maybe you want to wait until the calendar page turns over. I don't want you to be ripped off and have me take an additional two dollars of your money for three days of access uh so maybe wait until may 1st to sign up but anyway there you go so patreon.com slash remember the game i also have a p.o box that sometimes i forget to mention but you can find it on our website it's p.o box 69181 edmonton alberta canada t6v1g7 and you can just shoot me a postcard or a letter something small tell me where you're listening i'll shoot you a remember the game postcard back we'll be best friends and uh, as always i stream on twitch uh tuesday wednesday nights and saturday afternoons i stream tuesday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and then Wednesday I stream at 1 p.m. 
Mountain or part of me Saturday. I stream 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and you can find Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game over on Twitch.tv. It's free if you just want to come hang out with me and give me a hard time, and it's lots of fun. I like to hang out with everybody else. Blah 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 blah. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you with blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment "Blowing in the Cartridge." He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. All right, let's blow. And uh, there's a couple of comments that address stuff we talked about last week that I would like to follow up on first. Lord Finish wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey, Adam, (laughs) Gaming Karen here, and I want to speak to your manager. You know, whenever certain topics come up in the show, like certain RPGs, like Skyrim lore, soccer, or other famous comedians, just to name a few, you tend to kind of shrug it off by saying, I don't know anything about that. Well, let me tell you that that is not okay. You, sir, are in a business of customer service, and we, the hot dogs, being the customers, it is never okay to say, I don't know to us. To say it to a customer is unacceptable. So here's a tip from a former customer service pro. You've got three options. A, you say, I'll find out. You, B, you say, I'll go find the expert. Or C, you start bullshitting the customer and make something up. I bet you would be great at option C, your other profession being what it is, and we, the customers, wouldn't notice a thing. Anyway, I love your podcasts, and I'm sorry you woke up the little Karen inside of me. That's well, well written, Finish. So here's because like, so what Finish is talking about in particular was last week Johnny CCDC wrote into us on Patreon and asked me what I wanted to what what realm from the Elder Scrolls universe I wanted to see the next Elder Scrolls game take place in, and I said that well I've played over a hundred hours of Skyrim. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know the, like, I'm so, I'm the wandering idiot in Skyrim. I don't know any of the worlds or anything. I did agree with the one he wanted, which was the lizard people. Uh, but I try to be honest with you guys. That's what it is. If I don't know anything about it, I just try to be frank and be like, I don't know. However, I am, a, I, and you know what? Finish, I'm going to be honest. You're right. As a stand-up comedian, I consider myself a pretty, a pretty above average bullshitter. You know, I'm, I'm quite good at faking my way through. I faked my way through 37 years of life. I consider myself pretty decent at that. So if you guys would like me to just start faking my way through stuff where I don't actually know anything about it, then I'll start doing that. So let me know if that's something. Would you prefer that I'm just honest and say I don't know anything about soccer or about certain comedians or about Skyrim lore? Or would you rather that I just completely wing it and talk out of my ass? Because if that's what you prefer, I am a master at talking out of my ass. I will talk out of my ass for fucking hours if that's what you guys want want me to do so thanks for the thanks for the note finish uh accepted noted and i'm curious to know what you guys think so let me know if that's something you'd prefer in and also somebody wrote in asking about uh cartoon shows and stuff from my childhood that i thought nobody remembered and i brought up my pet monster and troy wrote into us uh, i know what i'm gonna try to say your name troy kaziniak kaziniak wrote into us on patreon and said i listened to the episode on uncharted and heard your comment on my pet monster and i almost shit myself i remember that show two years ago or I remembered that show two years ago and forced my kids to watch it, and it's all they would talk about for over a month. They were obsessed. They even sat through the shitty live-action movie. Reliving the 90s through my kids is the best. Uh, Troy, fucking shout-out to you and your kids for showing some love to My Pet Monster. And dude, you are far from the only one. So many people reached out to me on social media in various places saying that they also remembered My Pet Monster, and that warms my heart because my I never knew there was a live-action movie. I gotta look that I never knew that existed existed i gotta look that up i only ever watched the cartoon like the my pet monster it had the song and if you've never seen it just youtube the theme song and you'll be like holy fuck this looks like the greatest cartoon in history and it might, it might be 
at least pre-South Park. It might be, ow, I just hit the desk with my hand, but it might be the best cartoon that was ever created. So shout out to Troy and everybody else that reached out showing some love to my pet monster. So those are the callbacks to last week. We have some new uh, topics to blow about here too. Uh, Good A wrote into me on Patreon and said, David A. Hater, has, is that really the name, Hater? I didn't know that. That's awesome. David Hater has pretty much confirmed a Metal Gear Solid remake is coming. I cannot wait for this, especially since David Hater will be Solid Snake again. I hope they remake parts 1, 3, and 4 to complete the entire Solid Snake experience. Honestly, Adam, try to go back and play 3 and 4 if you ever get time. Part 2 had great boss fights, but Raiden ruined that game for so many people and its confusing story added. And uh, yeah, so if you don't know, I've talked about it before. I like Metal Gear Solid 1 a lot. Metal Gear Solid 2, I was super pumped for when I got my hands on the PS2. And then I was just absolutely, I hated it. I hated it. I hate Raiden or Raiden or whatever the fuck his name is. I thought the story made no sense. And I never went back to the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I've never played 3, 4, 5. Uh, I know people loved Metal Gear Solid 5. And my understanding is a lot of people really like... One of three and four people love, and the other one is pretty divisive. But either way, uh, I have never gone back to the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I would fucking love to see the original Metal Gear Solid get like a Resident Evil 2 style remake, because I think the first Metal Gear Solid's awesome. It just handles pretty rough by today's standards. And uh, yeah, you know what? At some point, good day, I will probably go back and at least play Metal Gear Solid 3. And I'd really like to play Metal Gear Solid 5 just to see what all the hubbub is about. So at some point, I will probably go back. And uh, yeah, I fucking really hope that the Metal Gear Solid remake is coming because I want a Metal Gear Solid remake hella bad. So dude, like I've said it many times, just remake the entire PS1 library, please. Final Fantasy 7 remakes, fucking awesome. The Tony Hawk remakes is my understanding are fucking awesome. The Crash Bandicoot remakes were dope. My understanding is the Spyro ones are rad, medieval. Like just fucking do all of that. Just do it. Take every even remotely notable game from the PS1 and just remake it. I think we'd all be happy. Then all of our favorite games would get remade and we wouldn't have to talk about how shitty they looked on the PS1 anymore. And I think Metal Gear Solid needs to be the next one on the list. That's, that's me. That's my opinion. Scott Roseberry wrote into us on Patreon and said, I have a 3DS, but I don't have a new 3DS and I have a Switch and all I want to do is play Earthbound. And yeah, that's a tough spot, Scott Roseberry, because Earthbound is not on the original 3DS. You can play it on the new 3DS. I don't have a new 3DS either. Uh, and it's not on the Switch. It is on the Super Nintendo Classic, but you can't find one of those anywhere without paying a little bit of extra money for it because they're not available anymore. Earthbound's tough, man, because like it's there, it's out there, it's it's accessible, but uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, get, dude, I can't remember who the fuck I was talking to about Earthbound. It was one of the McHugh brothers. I did a big recording spree this week uh, to record future episodes of Remember the Game, and it was either Bradley or Mark. I can't remember which of them we were talking about Earthbound, but we were saying how we're both a little surprised that one hasn't been added to SNES online yet on the Switch. And I'm like, maybe there's something to do with the rights. I don't know who owns that game. I know there's some issues with the music and stuff like that because it sounds like other bands. And, and I don't I don't know what the story is with Earthbound, but I really hope that that game gets added to the Switch at some point, even if you have to pay for it because that game is worth paying, playing. 100%. I adore that game. So I would definitely tell you to play it, Scott. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to emulate it. But if you don't have a new 3DS, maybe keep an eye out for a fucking Super Nintendo Classic. I mean, the Super Nintendo Classic is worth picking up. If you could find, I would pay $100 for a Super Nintendo Classic right now. If I didn't own one and I knew, forget even the ability of how easy it is to hack and add games to and stuff like that. Just for the library that is on the Super Nintendo Classic, it's worth $100 easily if you can get your hands on one. But yeah, I agree. It's I wish that it was more accessible as well. And don't even get me started on Mother 3. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, Mercury869 
wrote into us on Patreon and said, Hey, buddy, I just thought I'd mention that during a family trip to Jasper last month, I was listening to different Remember the Game podcasts, and I guess my kids were not deep into their own media because they were listening. I guess they now regularly listen to your stuff. Just thought you'd like to know that you do have some kids who did not grow up with anything other than an Xbox One, and they love it. Have a good week. Uh, you too, Mercury. You and your kids have a good week as well. And I got to, dude, I get the odd message from you guys, you know, just from the odd person in the crowd or in the listener in our community that says, hey, my kid listens with me or my kid likes your show too. And I, I always feel so odd about that because I'm, dude, I'm not, dude, kids listen to, fuck yeah. Kids should be playing video games and I'd be happy. I would be, I would be pr- not just happy. I would be proud to help introduce your kids to some of the games that you grew up with that maybe you don't want to sit down and talk about for an hour at a time because they'll ignore you because you're their parents. Because I know when I was a kid, I didn't listen to anything my parents said. If my parents tried to teach me about a video game when I was 10 years old, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, dad. You don't know what you're talking about. So I'm happy to fill those, to fill that role and become somewhat of a role model to your children, okay? However, I swear a lot, and I say some pretty crude things on this show from time to time, and I can't take that out of my vocabulary. Not only because I feel like I'd be neutering the show, but because that's just not who I am. And I really feel like this show has gotten better since I just truly lean into being the piece of shit that I am and just say whatever the fuck comes into my mouth. Whatever comes into my mouth is coming out of my mouth. That's just how it works. And so I just, I always feel a little awkward when people tell me their kids listen because I'm like, fuck, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd probably let my kid listen to this, but I'd be telling them, don't you repeat any of these words ever. So thank you, Mercury, and thank you, Little Mercuries. I don't know how many Little Mercuries there are. Uh, just don't, never repeat this shit around your grandparents or anything, okay? Uh, and then finally, as you guys know, the, we pick one letter to make it our letter time letter. So it's letter time. It's letter time. And Lee Sparks wrote into us on Patreon. And there's two, there's two things in Lee's comment that I would like to address. Lee said, hey, Adam. What mini console, a la the NES Classic, Mega Drive Mini, etc., would you like to see next? Personally, I'd love to see a Sega Saturn. So, so many fantastic games to choose from, and it would great be great for the unenlightened, which I think is a shot at me. So here, okay, so two things, and this is why you got the letter time letter this weekly, and I gotta be honest, this may be the last time somebody that mentions the Sega Saturn gets the prestigious letter time letter slot, but first of all, I like your question. Second of all, I need to address this because these these Saturnians, every week, you guys, there's more of you. And if you don't, if you're new to our community or you don't know what the Saturnians are, there's the a loud but vocal. I feel like all 12 people that bought a Sega Saturn in its heyday listen to this podcast and have fucking bounded together in our community to form the Saturnians, which is a name I gave them. And I didn't mean it to be nice, but they seem to have just fucking grasped onto it, much like they grasped onto their console with no fucking games. And they just keep hammering me every week. There's two or three more comments. When are you going to talk Sega Saturn? When are we going to get Sega Saturn episodes? Why don't you talk about the Sega Saturn? And I, half of me is like, well, we're all just having a good time. They know I don't want to play the Sega Saturn. The other half of me is like, as said last week, you guys are fucking lice and you're just you're irritating and you get in my fucking head and you itch and you itch and you itch and i can't fucking get rid of you all right i don't want a sega saturn mini i'm not gonna play the sega saturn i don't have a sega saturn i've said it many times i want to play games with at least the native controller i know i can emulate them and i'm not saying send me a sega saturn if one of you was to ever send me a sega saturn i would probably send it back because that's just too big of gift and it's not like jokes aside but I just, every week, you fucking guys, you just, they multiply. You guys are like a fucking 
Oh, fucking Saturnians. They're just my arch nemesis. Like, in my own house. You guys are an ants. That's what it is. It's like an ant infestation in my kitchen. And every time I go into my kitchen to get something to eat, there's just a dozen little fucking Saturnians scurrying around, looking up at me, and I just, I could kill all of you, but there's gonna be 12 more fucking right behind because you won't die like your system did. <laughs> as far as what mini console would I like to see next... Uh, I actually want to do a podcast, an episode of Expansion Pass about this and break down what I think other systems would make a great uh, mini console. But without putting too much time or homework into it, I would say either the GBA, because I think it'd be cool to have a portable mini console, but I think Nintendo would just put those games on Nintendo uh, on the Switch Online before they made a mini console. Uh, or, or a Dreamcast. I have said that many times. I would love a Sega Dreamcast Mini. I think that'd be fucking sick. And I, and I, I don't think it's impossible that we get a Sega Dreamcast Mini at some point. So that would probably be my pick. Uh, so that's it. Thanks to everyone that wrote in this week. I appreciate it very much. I always stress out about not being able to answer every question you guys write in and not to, I'm not going back into a Patreon plug, but I will say one of the perks that I make available to our five and soon to be $10 Patreons when we roll that out at the end of the month, um, is a monthly and weekly Rambling Idiot podcast, respectively. And that's just me talking about anything I want in my life. It could be about my comedy. It could be about politics. It could be about sports, the world. It's just me kind of shooting from the hip. And I, I actually don't talk very much about video games on it. But one thing I would like to do is start answering more of the blowing in the cartridge questions over there. I'm not going to pick through and make sure that I only answer... Uh, you know, people that I save all of the people that are on like a $2 tier for the rambling idiot. So they have to pay to hear answers. Nothing like that. It's just, I'm thinking there might be a few more that I, that way I can address more without stretching this intro out even longer than it already fucking is. But, but thank you guys. Keep them coming. I love how much this, this segment has, has grown and it's actually of the three segments. It's my personal favorite of blowing in the cartridge, play one, remake one, erase one, and your gaming memories, uh, blowing in the cartridge is my personal favorite. Having said that, I know for most people, the, the, the people's champion of these opening segments is our smash hit segment, play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, the rules are simple. Each week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, they can remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. And for this week, I figured since we're talking a Sega Genesis game in Toe Jam and Earl, uh, let's go with the Genesis Gems assortment, as I'm calling them. Our contestants are Gunstar Heroes, Vector Man, and Comics Zone. All right, as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We're going to get to that in just a minute. And I would like to start this segment off with a comment from good old SJA Flash, longtime supporter of the show. Uh, good, I, I, I get a lot of time for Flash. I really like him. But Flash wrote it and said, how, and I'm going to read it exactly as you wrote it, how dare you? You son of a bitch. Three games that you can't even speak on. Your vote doesn't count, by the way. You bastard. These three Genesis legends deserve better for shame. 
Now, I need to address Flash's comment here, okay? Because I feel like we're on the set of The Price is Right, and you're down in contestants' row, and before I can bring out the treadmill that you're all about to bid on, you just stood up and started yelling at me, being like, look at you, you've never gotten on a treadmill in your life, which is kind of true. First of all, I didn't come up with this week's three options. My buddy Chris did, and he's a complete Sega geek, so I counted on him. He's also a prominent member of our community, but I don't want to reveal what his username is so that he doesn't get the wrath that I've grown immune to from you, Flash. Second of all, I can speak on these games because I've played a nice chunk of Vector Man. I've dipped my toe in the Gunstar Pool Hero and I, or pardon me, the Gunstar Pool, uh, Gunstar Heroes Pool, pardon me, and I've read a comic book or two in my time. Third, some weeks it's my favorite games that are on here and some weeks it's yours, so suck it. Fourth, thank you for yelling at me on here instead of coming into Twitch to yell at me because if you ever come by my Twitch stream, Flash Regular comes in and just breaks my balls because that's what he does to me. And finally, fifth, you're fucking disqualified for not playing by the rules, Flash, so suck on that. Security's gonna escort you off the set right now. Son of a bitch. Um, so for the first time... <laughs> thank, thank you for playing, kind of, Flash. Uh, for the first time ever, we ran a poll to go with the Play One, Remake One, Erase One. I listened to your feedback. A few of you suggested it. I thought it was a great idea. So now when you go to this uh, segment on the Patreon page and you go to leave your comments, there's actually a poll with six options that feature the six possible combinations of the games. So I'm still going to read a bunch of your answers. Uh, but for your information, the winner of the poll, 56% of you, which considering there were six possible options to vote for is a runaway victory. Um... 56% of you would play Gunstar Heroes, remake Comics Zone, and erase Vector Man. Now, that's not exactly what I would do, but a ton of your comments backed up that exact order and justified the results in the poll. Uh, Raging Demon wrote in and said, play Gunstar Heroes now, remake Comics Zone, erase Vector Man. This is the correct order. Oh, and by the way, they released Gunstar on PS3 and they made one change to it. After one of the players in co-op dies, they can't join back in and take half of the other player's health. Why would they change this? It's like whoever made this decision had just watched Rocky Four and said if he dies, he dies. I mean, seriously, what the fuck? This is the dumbest change and basically killed the co-op mode of the game. So please, for the love of God, play this on a Genesis slash Mega Drive if you want to play co-op. It's a good piece of it. I did not know that at all, Demon. So that's a great piece of advice. And uh, and yeah, all right. You didn't really give me any more logic other than you were quite adamant that I play Gunstar now. You're going to remake Comic Zone and erase Vector Man, but I respect the passion very much. John Byrne 86 wrote in and said, I'm agreeing with Raging Demon on this. Gunstar Heroes plays Gates great today. No need to touch that bad boy. Comic Zone had such a great art style, but a remake of this on Next Gen would look phenomenal. Going through all the comics was a blast. I don't remember much of Vector Man, so we have to say goodbye. And I, John, I get your logic. I actually agree. I think Comic Zone at least aesthetically would be the the best one of the three to remake because yeah what they could do with comics and stuff today would be sick i gotta be honest though i'm a little shocked at the amount of you throwing some hate at vector man i really am because i really thought that was a great game and i'm really shy like listen to this like not only did 56 percent of you vote to erase it like listen to these comments astral soul wrote in and said i'd play gunstar heroes because it's perfect as it is i'd remake comic zone because it's one of my favorite genesis games and i'd love to see more content added to it as well uh, and I'd erase Vector Man because it's an okay game that was rather forgettable. What? How is it forgettable? I remember this game so vividly from my childhood. This was like one of the Genesis games I played the most. I don't get... Why does everyone hate this game? The old man of gaming wrote in. So you all need to be quiet because an old man is talking. 
And the old man of gaming said, this was a hard one, but I stand by my choices. Comic Zone would really benefit from a remake, and you can't go wrong playing Gunstar Heroes. I love me some Vector Man, but it's got to go in this scenario, R.I.P. V-Man. Now, at least at least Old Man of Gaming was kind enough to show it a little bit of respect before he put a slug in the back of its head. Everybody else is like, ah, Vector Man sucks. Vector Man's forgettable. Get out of here, Vector Man. You're off. What? What? At least not everybody wanted to play Gunstar Remake Comics and Erase Vector Man. Thankfully. Trevor Seven Oaks wrote in and said, I only ever played Gunstar, so that one's going in the bin. Vector Man gets played as it looks fun and probably wouldn't benefit from a remake. Comic Zone looks awesome, and with a fresh makeover, it could be a great game. Streets of Rage 4 graphics with a crisp comic backdrop. And you know what? I can get on board with that logic, Trevor. I So if you've played, because I do that quite a bit as well. You're like, I've played Gunstar, so I'll throw it out because I've already played it. I, I yeah, I mean, the, the overwhelming consensus was to remake Comic Zone. And I, I really haven't played Comic Zone, but I've seen pictures. I've looked at videos. It looks really, really cool. Apparently, it's hard as tits, but it looks awesome. And I do agree. It's not the game I would remake, but I do agree that remaking it would look fucking immaculate. <laughs> now, Chris Dory played. And Chris, your answer is a, it's a little rambly. But now, Chris did follow up his comment by saying, sorry for the lack of punctuation. I was drunk at the time, and I used voice to text to post this. Now, Chris, I'm going to assume that you're going to be a good sport about this because you left your comment up on the Patreon page, and so I'm going to give you a bit of a hard time about it. We've all played one, remade one, and erased one after drinking. It usually doesn't end well. We've all been there, so I understand where you're coming from. Basically, Chris would play Comic Zone, remake Vector Man, and hadn't heard of Gunstar Heroes, so he erased it. (laughs) <laughs> and I just can imagine some of you that, because I get like, listen to the comments. Everybody seems to love Gunstar Heroes. So I can just f- hear the venom through my headphones from some of you right now going toward Chris. And I respect the shit out of that. Here's a quick snippet from Chris's comment. All right. Now he starts this off by talking about Gunstar Heroes. This is what he's referencing at the beginning of this. just fuck off like honest to god i don't even know who you are and i'm a big goddamn gamer comic zone is epic vector man is awesome and that's the thing comic zone stays the way it is vector man needs to be remade and you can just wipe this piece of shit off the goddamn planet and he's talking about gunstar heroes outstanding everybody should drink before you play play one remake one erase one from now on because then we'd get some true honest answers i thought that was phenomenal chris you're a good sport thank you for leaving that up and then of course we had a ton of disqualifications this week all of you fucking crumb bums that don't respect my goddamn rules here on the show and i wasn't sure because i don't like to read all of the disrespecting the rules ones every week because pretty soon that's all anyone will write in if that's all i read but one in particular i've been waiting to go at for a week now and i finally got my fucking opening karth from kotor wrote in and said i've actually never played any of these games so i'd erase them all get that trash out of here john burn 86 replied to karth's comment on the patreon page and said you've got to play by the rules i pray adam doesn't come too hard on you my friend or doesn't come down doesn't come too hard uh that's gonna get fucking cropped out uh <laughs> fuck me john burn said you gotta play by the rules i pray adam doesn't come down 
too hard on you, my friend. Well, John, your prayers went unanswered. When Karth signed up, Karth has been a Patreon of us for about five days. And when Karth signed up, I don't even remember what username he had, but it was something really cool that I thought was awesome and I got a real kick out of it and I can't remember what the fuck it was now. But then within about 20 hours of signing up on our Patreon, he changed his name to Karth from KOTOR. And if you don't know who Karth is, he's the goddamn Millhouse of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. He's a Boy Scout and I hate him. If you listen to our KOTOR episode of the podcast, I ripped Karth a new ass because I think he's garbage. And for you to come into my show and change your name to a character's name that I despise on purpose just to try to get a reaction, well, here's your fucking reaction, Karth. You can take all three of those games and throw them in the trash, and then you can jump into the can right afterwards because you're disqualified from my show forever. Karth, get the fuck out of Anyways, son of a bitch. Thankfully, a few of you are right. 12% of you, according to the poll, voted in the exact same way that I would have voted. And I would like to particularly shout out a Sharp J, Wolfgang Darren, and Guest House Productions. I assume it's Guest House Prod. I'm always going to assume it's Productions uh, for fucking getting the answer right this week. And I'll let Guest House kind of take the reins here. Guest House said, I'd play Gunstar Heroes because it's a great side-scrolling shooter. And later on in the game, there are shmup horizontal levels and boss gauntlets. I'd remake Vector Man because I don't think it got enough credit. Thank you. And I'd erase Comics Zone because I felt it deserved a co-op gameplay and the single player was tough. And like I said, a Sharp J, Wolfgang, Darren had the same order as Guest House, as do I, as does everyone that voted for that order. I personally, my logic is I would play Gunstar Heroes because I have played it a little bit. I haven't gone all the way with it yet. We've just kind of fooled around, but I'm really digging it. So it seems awesome. I want to play it. I don't think it doesn't seem to me like it needs a remake or anything. So that's my play, bar none, Gunstar Heroes. Now, I was really stuck on my remake and my erase because I actually, like I've said, did play quite a bit of Vector Man as a kid. I thought that game was fucking awesome. I thought it was super smooth. I thought it was a cool design. It was fun to play. I really just like to play all three and not remake any of them. But unlike some of you crumb bums, I respect the rules. And so I've decided to remake Vector Man because I think a full functioning 3D Vector Man will be fucking sick. I imagine it kind of like Metroid Prime, but where you control a guy completely made out of these little balls and you can make them into different things and do stuff. I think that'd be awesome. And then I reluctantly have to erase Comic Zone. And I have nothing against this game. I love the design. I just really, really have a hard-on for Vector Man. And I think Gunstar Heroes is more my style. So Comic Zone, unfortunately, rest in peace. All right? Thank you to everybody that decided to play uh, play one, remake one, erase one this week. I know, I hope that you guys are still enjoying this segment because I think it's a lot of fun to do. Let me break down what I've been playing over the last seven days. And then we will finally get to Funkatronic, Toe Jam, and Earl. I'm getting very close to finishing Final Fantasy V, I think. I'm trying not to look up any spoilers or anything to know how close I am to the end of the story. But, uh, like, I'm 25 hours in, and without saying anything about the story, it's... it's, Unless there's another big twist, and there's already been one twist to kind of keep the game going, unless there's another big twist to keep the game going, I think we're getting pretty close to the climax here. Really digging it. We're going to be doing an episode on that in the coming weeks. Uh, Really, really digging Final Fantasy V. I've also been playing MLB The Show 21, as I'm sure many of you know. I haven't been playing too much. I love it. I completely love it. I adore the game. I've completely relapsed, and I'm addicted to it again. But I've been at least... uh, rationing my time with it i don't play it until the end of the night i usually like to give you guys an idea i usually go to bed between 12 30 and 1 um and i usually don't even fire up mlb the show until about 11 30 or 12 o'clock and then usually like i have a couple puffs and then i just sit down and play some mlb the show for a little while until i fall asleep the problem is that it gets so fucking addictive especially as your player starts to get better and you start getting more hits and you're not just striking out all the time 
Uh, so I'm really, really digging MLB The Show 21. It's fucking awesome. And then I actually fired up Shadow of the Colossus on my PS4. It was a gift from longtime hot dog Vincent. Thank you, Vincent. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to it. Seems really fucking rad. I just want to finish Final Fantasy V before I completely dive into Shadow of the Colossus, but that's next up on my playlist. Um, yeah. And that's about it. Oh, yeah, and I still want to go back to XCOM 2, but my plan is to just get my slate cleared off. I have a couple Let's Plays left to finish. I got to play through Parasite Eve. I want to finish Shadow of the Colossus. I want to finish Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Final Fantasy V, obviously. And then I'd like to hit a point where all I'm playing for a couple weeks is XCOM 2 and MLB The Show 21. That's the goal, all right? So that's about it. Let's get into Toe Jam and Earl. As you guys know, I like to give you a chance to share some of your memories with our games before I go rambling about them myself. And we got some great comments from you guys this week. Miles from BringBackRetro.com wrote in and said, Panic is one of my favorite games ever. So much so, I got a tattoo of it on my leg. Before Back in the Groove came out, I reached out to the developers as they were doing a, as we were doing a big gaming event. They said we could have an early copy to demonstrate, and they gave us a few keys to give away, along with a load of flyers and stickers. I'm sorry this is such a long comment, but I had to tell you how lovely the creators of this game are. Big nostalgic erect nipples going on over here with this game. Uh, I respect the erect nipples. 100% miles, and I also respect the passion, and I gotta say, it's pretty dope to hear the developers are so cool. The people, the, the, the brainchild, as it were, behind the Toe Jam and Earl games are so chill. I like that. Uh, Gary C., wrote into us on Patreon and said, I absolutely love Toe Jam and Earl. Many fond memories of playing it as a kid, and in my honest opinion, it totally holds up today. I agree. Uh, it's like everything the 90s were squashed into a video game. I found the whole mechanic of gradually revealing the map so addictive, and when you finally find that elusive ship piece, whoa, the bad guys are hilarious too, except for that boogie monster. He can fuck right off. I can't count the number of times that bastard popped up just when I was at the edge of a level sending me over. I also remember feeling pretty badass when I made it to the spoiler secret hula island definitely in my top mega drive genesis 10 or sorry pardon me definitely in my all-time mega drive sega genesis top 10 games I never knew there was a secret hula island Gary but I agree with everything else you said the boogeyman sucks the boogie monster whatever the fuck it's called uh, and the rest of the game is fucking awesome uh, Wolfgang Darren wrote into us on Patreon and said, I haven't played this game since its early days, and I can admit that I hated it. It was not a Mario or a Sonic. I didn't get it, but the people I knew who owned it loved it. I should check out this game from the Genesis Collection. Maybe I'll learn to appreciate it. Darren, I cannot, I mean, as you're about to hear over the next hour, I cannot recommend going back and giving this game another shot enough. Just know that it's not a platformer. It's not Mario and Sonic. It's very slow. It's it's slow paced, but I, I fucking love this game. We'll get, we'll get there in a minute. A couple more quick comments here. Thor the Hammered wrote in and said, this game has a great sense of humor. The item randomizer was so frustrating, but hilarious at the same time. Recently, I started replaying this with my son and we were crying, laughing so hard a few times. Like when he would accidentally use rocket skates and then drop down a few levels or you drink a root beer and then you're burping or dancing to the boom box. This was also the first time I've ever seen my son rage about a video game. When the hula girl slowed him down and enemies would swarm him, he lost his mind good times dude we get into those fucking hula girls in a minute because i oh your son was right to get upset about those fucking hula girls store and then finally james anderson wrote in and this sums it up very well talk about a game that epitomizes the 90s attitude i used to go to my friend's house and play this game all the time since i was an snes kid and he was a genesis kid the game was funky and it was cool to or, and it was too cool as a kid i wouldn't mind revisiting it and james i can't agree with you more it does absolutely epitomize the 90s and we, we talk about that a little bit as well and we're gonna get into all of that right now let's queue up some the music that this game fucking owns as well oh, everything about this game is great so we're gonna queue up some kick-ass music right now 
And when it stops, we're going to talk about Toe Jam and Earl. My friend Kate and I are going to break down Toe Jam and Earl's adventures on Can- or on Canada. On Fuck, I screwed up this anyways. It came out in October of 1991 on the Genesis. It kicks ass. Kate and I will tell you why now. Let's go. Joining me via the blank phone this week is a first time guest on the show, but a long time listener, a longer time good friend of mine and a fellow nerd. I, I consider you, you're one of the cooler nerds, but you're still a I nerd. I pretend to be. Yeah. Yeah, I pretend to be. Yeah, you're a cool nerd, but a nerd nevertheless. And other than the fact that you like the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, you're a pretty good person. Wow. Uh, it's my Super Bowl 50. Uh, it's my friend Kate. How's it going? How's it going, buddy? I had to get that in before we started. I had to. I had to do. Where where's the hang up button again? Yeah. <laughs> and that'll do it for this week's episode. No. <laughs> Just for you non-football fans, Kate likes the Carolina Panthers and I like the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50 and I just have to bring it up every time I see Kate because it really is the only sports flex I have. So that is the only one. That's fair. Yeah. And you know I I still like you enough to stay here for for a few minutes at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. All right, good. Uh, so we're talking, <laughs> we're talking Toe Jam and Earl, and I wasn't sure who I was going to have as a guest because most of my regulars had not played this game. And then I posted about it on Twitter and just said how, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys right now, as I've probably said in the intro already, like I have a full blown heart on for this game. I think Toe Jam and Earl is fucking phenomenal. And I posted about how much I like this game on Twitter and Kate reached out and was like, dude, this game kicks ass. And I was like, you play it? She's like, yeah, I still have my cartridge. And I was like, you're fucking coming on the show. So you still own, because uh, I'm playing it on my Genesis Classic, but you still own, like, like is, where are you playing it? Where did you play this game? I, I do. So I did play it on my Genesis Classic just to get a refresh, um, but I have a giant box of Genesis games still and my old Genesis that I would have gotten when I think I was three sick and i still have it um it was i think it was actually my brother's i'm pretty sure i stole it which is fine yep um but yeah i as soon as you brought it up i hadn't thought about it in probably 30 years but i just remember playing it in my grandma's house you know those like giant tvs that come in those big wooden cupboards yes like it was one big unit with like the four legs like that lego set like the mario lego set yes and the best thing was, is that TV was actually broken. It was a TV on top of that TV that I played it on. <laughs> so wait, so that giant TV was just like a giant entertainment? Because those things were so big yeah. and heavy that it was. It was yeah, like an entertainment stand. At, at that point, it had to be like probably a 40-inch tube TV inside this six-foot-long cupboard. And yeah, I played on like the 30-inch TV on top of it. Fucking sick. Oh my God, that's phenomenal. So wait, so like you and I have known each other for, I don't know, we've known each other for five or six years i would guess now. yeah uh about I, that i never and i mean you and i have talked video games all the time i never knew that you were a, a sega kid i never knew you were yep. one of them wow yep i uh, i am one of one of those people um <laughs> i that was the first game that was ever given to me my parents got it for me because i think they got like one of those genesis uh sets with sonic mm-hmm so that's what i used to play and i sometimes i'd play the nes at my grandma's house but it was mostly sega 
probably I think I was Sega PlayStation then Super Nintendo. So Wow. It took it took me a while to join the Nintendo crew. Yeah, that's a long that's a fucking long map, man. So then yeah. okay, so like we're obviously gonna focus on Toe Jam and Earl, but I I have I have um I mean I grew up hardcore, as many of our listeners know, in the trenches of the console wars of the nineties. And I was full blown Super Nintendo. And I always thought the Genesis was cool and I played it when I got a chance. But I always thought that that was the lesser than system to the Super yeah. Nintendo. And I won't lie to you, there is still a part of me that feels the Super Like there's a reason the Super Nintendo won. And I still feel that way. But the, sure. the more Genesis games I play, the more I discover that I really, really like. I played Shining Force for the first time for this podcast and loved it. I played Shinobi 3 for this podcast and loved it. Streets of Rage was fucking sick. And yep. then this game won the Patreon poll and I'm quite torn on what my favorite Genesis game of all time is, but Toe Jam and Earl's a contender. So just not to derail it, I'm just curious as a, as a Sega kid, do you have a, like, is there like Super Mario World is my jam and that's my, obviously my favorite Super Nintendo game. Do you have a favorite Sega Genesis game? I'm just curious growing up with the Genesis. That's so tough because like this one, like playing it again, I am literally taken back. And I remember now that I've played it for a couple of days, I remember way more about it than I did the first night that I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but honestly, I was always such a Sonic kid before I really had a chance to play any Mario game besides right. like the first Super Mario. So honestly, I would probably say my favorite Sega game is probably Sonic and Knuckles. I think that was, that was the, I can remember it like, like that like it was awesome Lock especially on. when you're when when you're plugging in the game in yeah. the game like i still to this moment so i think that is the most badass sh- i know that like we've talked about that when we did that episode i it came up again a couple weeks ago it's kind of like the first dlc was the sonic yeah. and knuckles car and i know they they split it like that because they couldn't fit it all in one car blah, blah 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 um but yeah i always even like oh from the minute i saw the Sonic and Knuckles lock-on cartridge and the way you could plug Knuckles into another game, I thought that was the most bad... At, like, I was sitting here with my Super Nintendo and all my Marios and Donkey Kongs and loving them all, but I just was like, that's pretty fucking rad. Like, wow. And look at even the way it looks is so cool. The way you have that, like, open top with the other... Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Yep. I, I dig that. I love it. I gotta play that game again. And it's never on anything because nope. of the, the music or... I think it's the music or something is a problem because, like, Michael Jackson did some of the music or something. I don't Probably. Know. There's nerds out there that know more about it than me. But anyway, uh, okay, Sonic 3. I can, I, Sonic and Knuckles, I mean, I can get on board with that. Knuckles is awesome. Um, but Toe Jam and Earl's got to be up there then, right? Definitely. Like it, I said, it's just, it's such a classic and it's such just, it's one of the most unique games I've ever played. It's incredible. Like, I had seen this game for years. Like, even back when this game came out, I, I knew of it. Because I think those, I really... I was thinking about this actually this morning while I was making the thumbnail for this podcast. I was putting like typing out the word Toe Jam and Earl to make the the label. And I was like, I wonder why they decided on those like Toe Jam. I get because the dude's got like, you know, he's got the three feet and that's a cool kind of edgy kind of that was from that. It's like that earthbound era where they kind of had like they were going for the gross out humor. And do you know what I mean? Like, I get that. But I was like, I wonder why they went with Earl. Like Toe Jam is like the cool guy with the three fucking sneakers and the three toes. And he's got the funky name with Toe Jam. And then they were like, who should his partner be? How about just a fat guy in boxers? And we just (laughs) name him Earl. And I just feel like those two names, like it's such an iconic I don't know if maybe not iconic is the word, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like Toe Jam and Earl fucking yeah. works like peanut butter and jelly. Like those two names yep. work perfectly. 
I love it. Yep, and they and and they they fit together pretty well. Like you've you've got this awesome sweet guy with his backwards hat and his sweet chain, and you've got Earl. Yeah, and 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 it's so funny because like the first time I played it, which was only a few weeks ago, and we'll get into all that in a minute. Uh, you get to pick his uh, if you want to play his toe jam or Earl. And so the first time I picked, I just I played his toe jam because I was like, "It's cool name. He's the cooler looking of the two. Like you said, he's got the hat and the chain and shit like that." And then every time I have played this since my very first playthrough, I picked Earl because I'm just like, "Dude, look at this. He's like Patrick from Start or from SpongeBob. Like he's just this big yep. fat loser, and he's just <laughs> I, I just love him. I don't know what it is. I want to know why they didn't go with like toe jam and fungus. You know what I mean? Like or some other edgy yeah. name." Like why Earl? That's such a vanilla white bland name, and that's what you stuck with this toe jam. I fucking sick. I love it. I love it. Um, so the name is dope, and I knew of this game beforehand, but I had never played it. And I think you nailed it. Like this game, it's one of the one of the. F- f- I'm trying to think of what the word I want to say: unique, funky, weird. What it's a, just like it's just different. It really is, and like t- this game almost feels kind of like an indie game from back in the day, right? Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, because like today we get tons of weird, funky games because indie developers can take chances on these little weird games that cost less to make and they sell them for twenty bucks. Blah 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 blah. But like back then, yeah. it was like swing for the fences, right? And yeah. um. Yeah, like they like who made this fucking Johnson Vorsinger Productions made it, and uh, like just such a even if we'll get into the gameplay and stuff in a minute, but just to take these two funky aliens, give them weird names, put it on the like you really I can't think of a game like this on the Super Nintendo. I I, like I I mean I guess maybe maybe Zombies Ate My Neighbors is kind of close, and that was on both systems. Um, Did you ever play that? I did not. Okay. It was kind of, because it's a roguelike, kind of, which is so like what this yeah. is. But like, I mean, to play this now, because it is a roguelike game. This game is totally roguelike, and we'll get into yes. that. Um, to play it now, it, it kind of just like, this feels like a game that would come out today, but it came out in 1991. Like, it just feels like they took so many weird ideas, weird funny characters, a weird soundtrack, weird concept, weird items, weird enemies. And it's just like, I would have never, I would have never, there's a reason I didn't play this until a couple weeks ago. I would have never played this as a kid. And now I'm like, dude, and that sucks. Cause now that I have played it, Kate, this might've been like a top five game for me as a kid. Well, for sure. And it's, it's something too, where it's so random, like as, as people buying this as I guess teenagers buying this or parents buying this for your kids. Like you're taking a chance on this random ass looking game Yeah. with these weird dudes on it yelling out weird words like it's just like you're it's not sonic yeah it's not like it's not in like an nba jam or anything like that it's just this random ass game it's like okay i guess i'm gonna play that but it does it does kind of fit that sega mo though right because like in the 90s like super nintendo was we have mario and we have zelda and blah 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 blah. whereas like you're right dude look at the two games you just named sega had sonic sega had nba jam and i know super nintendo had nba jam but everybody thinks of the sega version like the genesis was the (laughs) the genesis was like the cool system right like the super nintendo was like the the little kid system the genesis was like the cool system and like looking at these i'm like dude that like toe jam and earl everything about the cover art and the name of this game fits that um that sega identity from the yeah. early 90s of trying to be like the cool kids. Uh, yeah. 
I would. I am curious though, like why? Because back then we basically had to decide what we wanted to play based on commercials and the box art and what we saw in gaming magazines. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm curious, like, <laughs> like I'm looking at the cover of this game right now, and I'm like, I have no idea what this would be if I had, if I'd never played it. I'm like, so it's these two weird aliens. One's eating a hot dog, and he's kind of fat. And the other one looks like a rapper and there's music notes. So I'm like, is it like a music game? Like it's, I would have no, cause like once you get into the game, it really has nothing to do with music at all. No. Like at all. It, it's weird. Fucking weird fucking game. Fuck me. I love it though. Yeah. Um, so it's a roguelike, uh, like we were saying. And dude, I want you, I want you to get into this because you said you played this a lot as a kid. So as soon as you fired it up, you got that nostalgic, feel, which I love. I, I totally get that, that nostalgic feeling. But you also, I remember you texting me and be like, I have no fucking idea what any of these items do. <laughs> yep. Um, did it come back to you or do you still, are you still kind of like, I don't know what the fuck any of these items it, do. It did. And actually, so I took this as an opportunity. I actually got Kellyanne to play with me. So fuck yeah. The, since the classic has two controllers, because I'm pretty sure my old Genesis controllers are probably br- really ratchet right now. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Play this game with me. Check it out because I know it's co-op, which it feels like we have no couch co-op nowadays. No. So no. I was like, you know what? Let's let's give this a go. And once we've kind of figured it out, which took us a while and maybe a little bit of Googling, I'm not going to lie. But once I kind of figured out and I was like, oh, yeah, this and oh, yeah, that and oh, yeah, I understand what the point of me playing this is now yeah uh it it did kind of start coming back to me for sure so like do you like like do you play roguelikes today like is that a genre you enjoy like with current modern games i mean kind of i honestly play a little bit of everything um so it's not like something i go to and i'm like yeah i only play roguelike and i only play like rpgs or anything like that but it it honestly it's fun because it's kind of like it's like a sort of like a fighter sort of like a puzzle sort of like an action all in one yeah the, like like i for a long time i didn't i didn't care for roguelikes because i'm the type of person that gets in as, as, <laughs> i don't feel like i need to tell any of you that listen to the show with any regularity this but i'm the type of person that gets a little irritated at video games from time to time yeah and uh old angry adam he's not showing up this week i love this game <laughs> but uh roguelikes kind of overwhelmed me when i first kind of discovered the genre because i was like i don't like not knowing what shit's gonna do it would be like playing mario and there being 200 items in boxes that show up at rant. Like I like the, I like the, the, the safety of Mario. I'm like, I know exactly that box is a mushroom. And if I'm already big, that box is a flower and I know it. Do you know what I mean? I like that safety. Yeah. Net. And so roguelikes kind of intimidated me at first. And then I, uh, the first, I, the first one I really got into was rogue legacy. I don't know if you've ever played that, but shout out to rogue. Nope. Legacy. It's fucking awesome. And then I discovered that like, dude, not only are roguelike games fun, but like, in ways there's endless replayability to these games because you never know what items are going to come up what order you're going to get them in some games you could get all the right items sometimes you could get all the wrong items you know what's cool about it too is that you it gives you two different modes to play through like with the levels too like the levels can just be randomized with this game too so you have no you have literally no idea you're going in blind every single time right so like yeah so like you because yeah because there's two mo and uh, and correct me if I'm wrong but there's you can either play it where like the items are in the same place every time and it's a safety net or you can play it the randomizer correct like that's the two different ways that I, you can, I think yeah and yeah. I and I think the maps like if you play through the maps will be in the same spot and like the elevator will be in the same spot or you can play through where level twenty five might actually be level four 
Right. And so okay. the, then they, then you load into each level in like a random order. And I, and like, I gotta be honest with you guys. I have never played a mode in the, like I've granted, I've only played the game a dozen times, like in the last few weeks. Um, but I've never played it without the randomization on. Cause I'm like, that's to me, that's the dude. I, I would honestly be curious if maybe this isn't the first roguelike. Cause I'm sure you PC nerds have like dungeon crawlers and stuff that, it, but as far as consoles go, I don't remember ever playing a game like this when I was a kid. Like I would have been all over this. Like, so I'm like, dude, and we'll get into the gameplay mechanics for those of you who haven't played it in a minute. I guess if you don't know what a roguelike is, it's like randomization. You never know what enemies are going to be around, what items are going to be around, stuff like that. And this game does that. And so every time I've picked up my controller and started playing it, I don't know what items I'm going to get. I don't know what items are when I pick them up. And I fucking love that because I'm like, I'll never get bored of this. Like I can just keep like if I had this as a kid, I would have just played over and over and over again because it would have been like a refresh every fucking time. And that's such yep. a great, great idea. And I think I'm I'm I know there's a couple other games in this series out today, but like I'm floored that this didn't just become like an iconic series. Like maybe I'm am I like I'm maybe I'm wrong in that, but I'm floored that this didn't just become like a right there with Sonic. Like it's just when you get a Sega console, you know you're going to get some Sonic games. And I would have been like, you know you're going to get some Toe Jam and Earl roguelikes. And as far as I can tell, some of the later games aren't even roguelikes. And I don't get it because I'm like, dude, that's such a great idea. You'll never no, get bored I, of this I game. I agree. It, exactly. And that's the thing. It's something you can pick up and just play for a bit and then put back down. Like, oh. You don't have to be involved and entrenched in the story for a hundred hours no and I that's mean, it, no. ha it has its tiny little story but you can just you can play it whenever you can pick it up and play it before work you can come home and be like i'm sick of whatever game i'm playing right now i'm gonna play this for 12 minutes like, yeah it like i mean i i guess i like so i have two i guess criticisms of this game and one i'll save for a bit but the other one is like and I don't even know if this is a fair criticism to throw at it because this game did come out. I just had it on my computer here, 1991. I, I'm a little shocked it doesn't have save files. But, yep. I, I mean, because at this point, like, The Legend of Zelda had save files. Like, there was games that had save files. So I'm a little surprised this game doesn't have save files. Not that it's, like, the longest game in the world, but, like, I was texting with you the other day. I was having a fucking run where I probably played for an hour and a half, and we'll get into all this in a second, but I had two pieces of my spaceship left. I was on level 23. Like, I was deep into this game, and then I died. And when I died, part of me was like, oh, yeah, that's how classic games work. It doesn't matter how close you get to the end. When you die, you start from the beginning. But there was yep. part of me that was like, dude, this game as a child would have really benefited from save states. Or not well, save states, know. part of me, Maybe. save files. Maybe that's just a Sega thing, because, like, even the older Sonics didn't have saves. You could continue. But once yeah. you're out of continues, like you're done. And of course you couldn't save either. So your Sega is on for 42 hours straight, yeah. four days straight yeah, you, while the, you're trying to beat something. Leave it on while you go to school. Like the classic yep. movie, leaving it on while you go to school. So yeah, like I'm, Cuck. oh fuck. You so, have to cover the, cover the, cover the light so your parents don't turn it off when yes, they walk in. Yes. I did that so many times. Fuck. And like, it was so funny. Cause like my mom would be like, you're going to break the Nintendo. And I'm like, it's not going to break the Nintendo. Like it's fine. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway um so i'm a little surprised that, like that's a minor criticism i'll go into the major beef i have with it in a second that's my minor minor criticism i'm a little because like you said it's it's something that you like like playing this on my sega genesis classic is fucking perfect because i can save state whenever i gotta like you know go switch the laundry or take my you know be an adult and then when i want to yeah. come back to it i can hop back into a game because you can have a long game going in this because it's it's not a it's not a 20 hour rpg 
but it is like it's it's not a 20 i can't imagine like i'd love to know what this i'm gonna look up what the world record is for speed running this game um but it's not a it's not a a, a 20 minute fucking you can ma- like and that's what i love about it is that you can't unless you play on that preset mode where you know where everything is if you play the randomization mode you can't just yeah. run through and know where everything is exactly uh which i fucking love um so we should actually explain and I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I would like to you take a shot at this. We should actually explain how the game works. Cause like there are probably people listening that have never played this. So would you, I can take the floor, but would you like to get, take a shot at explaining how the game I, works? I, sure. I'll give it a shot. Um, so basically your, your spaceship is broken and has landed on earth, which apparently is a bunch of random layers. So I don't know if this is like a hint at some weird flat earth game or what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so you have to run around and find pieces of your spaceship while dodging enemies that you don't really fight. Sometimes you can if you have the right weapons, but you have you have to collect items in order to help you find your space spaceship pieces. So it's annoying in some way because you can't just go into battles. You have to dodge things half the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like exploration, just trying trying to find the right items to help you find your spaceship. And each level, not every level has your spaceship. Some of the levels, you just have to find the elevator to get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, you're these two aliens, and yeah, you have to, like, so there's 25 levels, and like Kate said, every level is like a, it starts out, like, the first level is like this really small little island, and it's pretty easy to find your way around in, and then you're done. And then, and every level, you have to find an elevator that'll take you to the next level. So, yeah, it is. It's like 25 layers of Earth. And I, and I, it's so funny, like, I'm, I'm a little shocked that they said that these two have crash landed on Earth. Because everything else seems so alien. I was like, why wouldn't you just say they landed on some other alien planet? And then this would right. make sense. Because like, I've lived on Earth for 37 years. And I don't think I've ever been somewhere where there was 30 or 25 various little islands with elevators taking you up to the next one. <laughs> but that's but that's me. Um, and then like you said, on these 25 islands, there's I think 10 pieces of your spaceship that are randomly spread out amongst these 25 islands. And so what I love about it is, uh, and I think this is a phenomenal decision by the developers, is when you get into the elevator and go up to the next island you're on, like two, three, four, five, whatever, the next stage, it'll tell you as soon as you get there if there's a piece of your ship on that level or not, Um, which I think is great because otherwise you'd be, fuck me, I can't even, dude, those, the fucking levels get big. Like, yep. they get fucking big. By about level 10 or 12, they're like full-size screen like they're big levels and they, and you move very slow. So it takes a while to get around them. And like, if you did never knew, like, like, I don't know how you play, but like anytime I get to a level and it doesn't tell me there's a piece of my spaceship there, my only focus is finding the elevator to get to the next level. Yep. Right. Me too. I, I don't, I don't want to explore too much because every time I explore, I fall back down. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing is like we said, they're islands. And in the first couple of levels, there's actually, I think it's only the very first level you're surrounded by water. Every other yeah. level after that, there's cliffs, like there's edges to the island. And if you walk off a cliff or get bumped off a cliff by enemies or something, then you fall and you don't just fall to the level below you. You fall until you hit land. So I think I'm almost sure about that. Maybe I'm not. No, I'm pretty sure. I- I feel like that's that's right. But either way, you fall and then you have to go. So now, like, dude, oh, you can like fall off like the bottom left corner of like level eight, and then you land on level seven, and then you bring up the map, 
and then you see that the elevator is in the top right corner of level seven. And now you've got to hike across this entire fucking level. And like Kate said, there's very few ways to fight back against the enemies. You're mostly just running for your life. And uh, dude, about halfway through the game, the enemies get fucking tough. Like early on, they're not too bad. They're pretty easy to avoid. But like no. those fucking mailboxes... Oh my god! Can eat my ass. They are the fucking worst. If they and like so, there's all these weird enemies. Anyway, we'll get into the enemies. And so, uh, the whole object of the game is you need to find the ten pieces of your ship. And so, when you get off of a, if you get into a level, a message will pop up and be like, "There's a piece of your ship here." And so now, not only do you need to find the elevator somewhere on this level to take you to the next level, but you have to find the piece of your ship. And they're randomly just placed somewhere on this fucking map. And so you're walking completely blind. And you can see a map. And this is another piece I really love about this game. You can see a map of every level as you're in it. But it's like, um, how would you explain it? It's like hidden behind panels. Yeah, you have to you have to uncover it in order to see more. Right. And so every you have time. You explore it. Yeah. And the way you uncover it is to just walk into like, you just keep walking. And then you'll walk into the next part of the map. And then the piece of that panel will open up. And then I think there's you can find a phone. It's like an item. And if you pick up a phone, yeah. then it, it'll show you like a bunch of random spots underneath panels on the map. But like, dude, it sucks so hard because you're running out of items, you're running out of health and you're like, fuck me. What do I, what? And, and so like, just for argument's sake, you could be running out of items, running out of health and then hit a crossroads where you've searched like an entire horizontal portion of a, of a, of a map and you can either go up or down. And you're like, that, that fucking elevator to take me to the next level is on one of those two halves. And if you guess wrong, you spend 15 minutes running away from enemies and probably taking more damage and trying not to get knocked off the island only to realize the elevator is somewhere on the bottom half of the map. Oh, yeah, fuck exactly. Oh. It's a fucking gong show. But it's so. But I love that. I love the randomization of it. And so you find a yeah. piece of your ship and then they show you like this picture of your ship and it's like a black silhouette and every time you pick up a piece, it colors it in and then you keep going and the object of the game is to find the 10 pieces of your ship. Have you ever gotten all 10? No, I have not. Yeah. Um, right, right before this, actually, Kellyanne and I were playing, and we we were at level eleven, so I think that's about halfway through. So yeah. I think we have like four pieces now, three or four. Yeah. But even even that, that took us like an hour. Yeah, it's just to get to level ten out of twenty five. Yeah, it's just like because okay, and that's my other major, and we'll get we haven't even talked about like the gifts and stuff like that. We'll get into that in a minute. But that is my my only legitimate like I think griping about the save files is next to nothing especially today because anywhere you're going to play this other than on the original genesis itself you can save so it doesn't matter uh i'm a little shocked especially considering how focused the genesis was on the blast processing and how fast it was and everything i am a little bit surprised by how slow this game is it really is honestly like again an hour to get through that that far and you're because the ships the ship's pieces are so random yeah you don't you might not even be that far you might only get two or three pieces in nine levels like it's and just walking and walking and dodging and doubling back to dodge some more yeah it's so ridiculous and like and it doesn't because like toe jam and earl as far as i can tell play exactly the same like you're basically just controlling two different sprites like two different characters it, it, as far as I know, Toe Jam is slightly faster, and Earl has slightly more health. That's oh. pretty much it. Well, that would make sense, because he's got the three legs, and the other one's fatter. Um, yeah. But they're both not quick. And so, no. like, it's... Re and, like, I'm not complaining, because I think this game is fucking awesome, but 
like Kate said, it's it's there are certain levels, especially I would say from about level ten through to the end of the game, like the maps get pretty big, and you you're not looking for a ship piece on every level because there's only ten ship pieces and there's twenty five stages, but you do have to find the elevator in every stage to move on to the next stage, and it's completely random where that stage is. And like when I say any of you that have played it know what I'm talking about, like these two walk fucking slow. And so it's not, it, I don't feel it's really a, de a detriment to the gameplay because the enemies and everything are all kind of designed to play with that slow walking. It's just to uncover an entire map. Like, dude, I had a couple of levels, Kate, when I was playing this game, that one run where I went really deep where like, I literally got to like the last 10th of the, the map before I found the fucking elevator. And it, yeah. it's like 15, 20 minutes of just like, like slowly fucking walking and i'm just a little shocked that it doesn't go just a little bit faster like yeah so what's kind of cool about i don't know if you've ever seen the co-op of the game at all no and i wanted to ask you about that so what's actually really cool and kind of innovative that this that sega did with this was while you're playing co-op you don't have to be on the same screen like like a Super Mario World, you guys have to be on the same screen or like, I don't know, I've been playing Super Mario 3D World and the little bubble brings you back oh, if you go too far from your from yes. your uh, your partner. Yeah. But in this game, it actually split screens automatically. Right. So if you walk too far away, it split screens and you can go as far away as you want from your partner. Can you go, so, to, can you go to different levels from each other? You can. So if someone falls, they fall down to level four while you're still on level five they have to go find the elevator again to come back up to you and you can't go to a new level unless you have both of you. So like if you're about to go to level seven for the first time, both of you need to be in the elevator to go. Okay. But it's, it's nice because what you can split off in separate ways to go start kind of killing the map and uncovering things, which makes it maybe go a little faster until again, the ship piece is on the bottom right. The elevator's on the top left. Yeah. Both of you have to be in to keep going. But it's kind of a neat little thing that you can either be on the same screen or it split screens automatically. Yeah, I think that sounds fucking odd. Like, I've, because obviously I, I, you know, I have no friends. I'm, I've been playing, I'm playing it by myself because <laughs> I'm not allowed to have anyone in my house or anything. Um, but like, yeah, like to see the split screen, I think that sounds fucking awesome. Cause like, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to play with somebody else. And then, like you said, you get out of the elevator, like on, you know, fucking world four or whatever. And you can agree like, okay, you go up, I'll go down and together we'll find this fucking piece and then find the elevator. Uh, I think that'd be so much fun. Like I'm, and I, and I, and like, dude, you got to remember, dude, like, and I think Sega deserves some credit for this altogether. Cause as much as I rip on tails, cause tails fucking sucks. Like, even like when you play like Sonic two, you're both playing at the same time. Right. And like, when you're playing yeah. this, you're both playing at the same time with Mario. And I love Nintendo, man, but like Mario, like it was Mario played and then Luigi played Mario played and then Luigi played and that kind of stuff. And it sucked waiting your turn. It, this would be a great game to play with somebody else. Even when you're kids playing with like your brother, your sister, whatever, because you can both play at the exact same time. No one has to wait until play. And when you take exactly. a game in, that's all based on exploration. You have these two slow moving aliens. It would make such a huge difference. And I wanted to ask you about that. Cause I think this game would be fucking phenomenal to play it with two people like do you prefer playing it with another person honestly yeah because it's like i it's, it's fun being able to explore it and figure it out yourself but it's honestly it is it's a fun couch co-op game like yeah. i said i don't we don't have a lot of them at least i don't i don't find a lot of them i enjoy playing anymore and everything is online right now anyway yeah um 
but yeah, playing it with someone and, you know, trying not to throw controllers with someone is a lot of fun. <laughs> and then like, am I not wrong? So like one thing I've taken to doing when I play new retro games for this show is I look up the instruction manuals because they're not designed to like current games where they'll tell you how to play. Like they kind of count on yeah, you reading how sure. to play. And one of the things I read is when you play it two player, uh, you can like share health with each other. You can like high five or something and share it- like yeah, so if you're out of food or not finding the food, if you you can like walk into each other and it it basically like averages out your health. So oh, if someone okay. is full and someone's almost dead, it like halves it for both of you. Okay. That would be fucking handy too cuz like if you've never played this again, like if you're playing alone, you have your health meter uh and i think you have three lives or whatever and the enemies like like kate mentioned you have very few ways to fight back against the enemies a lot of it is just running away and trying to play defense and some of these enemies will fuck you up like quick uh but you get your health back because you you can find food and i it's like the the like the better food the more health it gives you and when i say the better food it's like oh i can find a fudge cake and you get like a ton of health back or you find like pizza or french fries and you get a bunch of health back. But then it's like you find Brussels sprouts or moldy bread. And it actually takes health away from you. It doesn't help you at all. And, uh, and go ahead. I was going to say one of the shitty things, too, about playing two players when you find uh, the gifts that have food in them. Yeah. Sometimes it affects if, okay, I guess if you're both on the same screen, whatever item you use affects both people. So you can oh. eat one of the food gifts, but it could affect one person good and one person badly. Oh, really? Like they like different food? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, that's sick that they react differently to different foods. Yeah, it's very weird. But again, that's another roguelike thing where they're just kind of expecting you to like figure it out. Because like, dude, there was a couple of things where I was like, oh, what is that? And then I would touch it. And then like I was playing as Earl and he was like, oh, Brussels sprouts or something. And it cost me help. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even know what that was. Um, That's sick that they react differently. So like Kate brought up gifts and this is something and we're not saying gifts like the animated pictures you use where you gift like G I F T gifts like presents. Um, and this is, this to me is the best part of the entire game is as you play through the game, you can find tons of these presents just laying around and they're all like different shapes and sizes and design, like different wrapping paper and stuff like that. And when you pick a present up for the first time, you don't know what's in it. It just says question marks. And then when you open it, you get whatever's in it. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. But then for the rest of the game, that design of a present, you'll know what's in it when you pick it up. And so every time you randomize a game and you start over again, you have no idea what's going to be in these presents when you pick them up. So you'll pick up a, which is like, it's like an item box. You'll pick up an item box and it could be something awesome like uh, the wings or like food to give you health back or something. Or it could be something, dude, there's like one box that just kills you. It's, yeah fuck it i think it's called yeah, just, a bummer or like, something yeah bummer dude yeah yeah and i like i got one of those the first time i played it and i was like what the fuck was that and there's no way to avoid it you just open it and it just randomly kills you and i was like that's such my, a uh, what a piece of shit that was fucking annoying and i the very first time i played it this weekend i got the rocket skates yeah and i was like oh this is cool this gets me across the level so quickly this is great. And then every other time I fucking got it, I was standing next to a cliff. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And like, yeah, because like, dude, when you open the, so like there's tons of items and you can get like, I think you start the game with three or four pairs of high tops, 
which just make you like yeah. basically run like you walk faster for a little bit of time. But then like Kate said, you can get rocket shoes, you can get spring shoes that make you jump. You can get inner tubes so that you don't drown when you go in the water, you swim, you can get wings. There's tons of just various items. You can get some weapons to fight back against enemies, like throwing tomatoes or rose bushes that you drop behind you to stop them and stuff like that. But those though, dude, those fucking rocket shoes, like they are sick. If you're on a big open level, because yeah, you can, fucking oh you literally go 10 times faster than these two walk on their own it's incredible but you can't stop until they wear out and so it's so easy to just run right off the edge of a fucking level and fall down oh and i get i feel your pain because that's so frustrating they if you still have like life left in the rocket skates you fall down a level they keep going you can fall down two levels and then you take off rocketing off fucking cliffs over and over and over again. The game that I went really far on where I got to level 23, I ended up... So you can stockpile your your presents. And you can only carry so many, but it's easy to just go in and drop them. And once you've opened up enough presents and you can identify the bad ones, then as soon as you pick them up, you just drop it. Because you're like, well, I don't... Either it's an item you don't want or you know it's something bad. You can just... It doesn't take up any more real estate. But I had like four of the um, unfall present. Yeah. And so that's a wicked present because if you use that one, it takes you right back to whatever platform you fell off of. And so it's a godsend in the later ends of the game. But like, so because you and I were talking about how if there's no piece of the ship, your only focus is to find the elevator and get the fuck out of Dodge. But in the first, I would say the first four or five levels, I try to scour the entire map, even if there isn't a ship, partially to pick up a bunch of presents and partially to open and use some presents because that way... In the, dude, I can't even fathom getting into that last six or seven levels of the game where all the toughest enemies are and stuff and not knowing what a present... You know what I mean? Like, I know what most yeah, of them like are. Yeah, like, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, because like, cause that's the other thing. There's... Fuck. One of the presents is a randomizer, and if you pick it up, it resets what's in every type of present. But you it's don't know it's the randomizer until you open the fucking the present. It is the worst, but it's also, like... So that's the hook and that's where i've been slowly teasing that we were going to get for the last 40 minutes is that like that's <laughs> the that's the fucking genius of this game is every time you start a new random game you don't know what enemies are going to be around you don't know where the pieces of the ship are going to be you don't know where the gifts are going to be and you don't know what's going to be in the gifts and so every single game it's a matter of starting over and like there's obviously some experience because you get to learn like kate kate brought up the rocket shoes so after you've played this game a few times, you know that if you do find a pair of rocket shoes, you're like, if I'm going to use these, I got to make sure I use them somewhere where I have a little bit of runaway because otherwise this is going to fuck me, right? And you get to know what the items do, but you still, that's like, ah, oh, I can't express how much I love the mechanic of not knowing what I'm going to get every time I pick up a gift. It's just every game is completely different and it's so, like, I don't know how you feel. I'm curious what you have to say, but like to me, two thirds of the fucking excitement of this game every time I start a new file is I'm on island one where there's like two or three presents and I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait to see what I got in my presents. Like I know it sounds stupid, but I can't wait to see. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas every day, except sometimes the presents make you want to break your controller, but other times they're good and it's okay. There's some bullshit presents. There's the one that just kills you right away. There's the fucking, the storm cloud. That just yep. follows you and keeps zapping you with lightning, which is such bullshit. There's the, yep. the swarm of bees that just oh, fucking fuck. follows you and hurts you all the time. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. But like, but then for all of those, there's good ones too. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a nice, 
it's it's like a puzzle game and it's just like the puzzle that keeps on giving yeah and like dude as a kid i would have played the shit out of this because i would have fired it up every day and been like i can't wait to see what's in all these presents this time you know yeah. is there i'll ask so my favorite present is probably the i think they're called the icarus wings yeah and then as long as you're standing still when you start tapping the button uh, you'll basically just fly. And not only do you move faster, but most of the enemies can't reach you. You can fly over like holes. Like you won't fall you off can, of the island. You can kill Cupid. Oh, I fuck. I hate that little bastard. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, Oh fuck. Cupid is, we'll get, okay. I want to get into the enemies in a minute. Cause there's a couple enemies I want to fucking light up on this goddamn show too. <laughs> but so my favorite present is probably the Icarus wings. Cause I think they're awesome. And then aside from the shit present that just kills you automatically, uh, my least favorite, item is probably the tomatoes because i just find it incredibly so you can get an item where you just throw tomatoes at the enemies but i find like they're really delayed in how long it takes you to throw and i find it's almost impossible to hit most of the enemies with them and you have to be like facing them too right like you have to be facing them and walking that way and the enemies are bouncing all over the place yeah yeah they they kind of move in random patterns yeah it's almost impossible to fight enemies. Like it's almost not worth it to try to fight them. No, like the only weapon I guess you would call it that I really use with any regularity is there's one. It's the rose bush, and you drop yeah. a you brought you drop like a, a bushel of thorns behind you, and then you can keep dropping them. But every time you drop it, the original one you dropped or the last one you dropped disappears, and you drop a new one. And so I, I love using the rose bush in the later end of the game when people are chasing me because I'll just keep dropping them behind me and slowing down whoever's coming after me. Um, but I was going to ask you, is there like a, is there a get a, a present that you really like or one that you really hate other than the one that just kills you automatically that I'm not thinking of? <laughs> Honestly, I agree with you that the wings, once I figured out how to use them, which took a while because I jumped off a few cliffs, not knowing how to use them. Yeah. Um, but once, once you figure those out, it's honestly kind of a game changer it almost feels like a cheat code yeah because you you're basically you have it for what like 20 or 30 seconds you're just flying over the whole level yeah yeah it just it helps you get through some of the harder stuff a little faster and you can get away from a lot of the enemies with them because like we said these are all like floating islands and so if you have enemies chasing you 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 fire up the wings or the spring shoes the spring shoes are pretty handy too but they're just like a crappier version of the wings uh, yeah. and you can jump over like a hole in the island and get to like the other side of a cliff. And then those enemies, a lot of the enemies can't get across the hole and you can kind of get away from them. Cause dude, it gets hairy. You get like a swarm of fucking bad guys chasing you and you have no way to fight back against them and you're running out of health and there's no food around. And, and like, that's the one thing I learned after playing it a couple of times is like fucking ration your presence. Like if you have good gifts, save, don't use them in those first few levels save yep. them for when she because if you think the first couple levels are hard it gets way worse way worse Fuck. um quicksand oh dude so not only does the i i thought that was cheese like for a long time i thought it was like nacho cheese or something but it's it's sand that you're sinking i, I didn't realize until i started thinking what it was yeah so you can i s- thought it was just like a pretty environment but no yeah it, well, it looks like yeah like it just looks like this glob on the ground but then it turns out it's sand that you're sinking and it slows you down and you know what fucking drives me crazy one of the worst enemies in the game is that fucking stupid digging dog the mining <laughs> dog because you see him like bugs bunny style like the mound of dirt moving toward you and when he gets you you get stuck in a hole and then you just drop a bunch of presents he just takes all your shit away from you yeah, he like shakes you down. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm notorious for being a cheapskate with my items in games and not wanting to use them. And this is a game that's clearly designed where like you, you use your fucking items or you're dead. 
And for a little while, I wouldn't use them. I would try to outrun that fucking dog. And he kept catching me and I'd lose all my presents anyway. And so now I've learned that like I'm better to burn one gift to get away from him than to try to run away and lose like eight. By exactly. fuck, I hate that little fucker. And yeah, he starts showing up when the stupid sand fucking shows up. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I hate the mailbox. There's this fucking mailbox that doesn't even move until you get close. And then all of a sudden the mailbox wakes up. And it's like a demon, and it ch- and that thing fucks you. It kills you in like two seconds. It's garbage. Yeah, I think if not that I can remember my dreams from when I was three, but if I could, I feel like that mailbox would be in them. Oh, horrifying! I hate and dude, it is. And it's funny because if you don't have an item at, because like when you use an item, like you use a, a you know tomatoes, rose bushes, fucking whatevers, they last for like twenty seconds, whatever it is. And uh, if you don't have an active item, then you can hold the item button down and you'll tiptoe. And there are enemies that are sleeping and you can tiptoe past them and not wake them up. And dude, the panic that sets into me when I'm walking and then I see that fucking mailbox because you don't see it coming. It like blinks at you. Oh, and you don't see it coming and then it suddenly pops up and then I just go right to tiptoe and I'm like, please don't wake up. Please don't fucking wake up. Please don't fucking wake up. But then there's items that you can get like root beer that give you back some health, but then you keep burping. And when you burp, yeah, you the, make noise. Yeah, when you burp, it wakes the enemies up. And I, ah, oh, fuck, I hate those. I hate the mailboxes. And then the other enemy that I really hate is the shadow guy. The um, boogeyman. Oh, he's just like this fucking creepy shadow that's almost impossible to even see. And he just he walks faster than you, which is bullshit. And he just fucking stays on you like a goddamn blanket. It takes all your fucking health away, and there's no way to fight him off either. He's the guy that I break out the Icarus wings and try to fly away from. Cause I fucking yeah, usually him. I'm not going to lie with the boogie quick enough. I'm usually pushed off an edge with like a sliver of health left. Oh. And then I'm just sitting there like, well, fuck now. What do I do? Yeah. He's dude. There's so many fucking, there's like for the longest time. I, there, have you, have you seen the angry carrot? The, angry... the, the, like the wise man or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. The carrot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just a guy wearing a carrot costume. And I thought he was a bad guy. So staying away. And then finally I read that like, no, no, if you go to him, you can give him $2 because you pick up cash as you play, you can give him two bucks and then he'll tell you what's in one of your presents. And then, you know, without opening And I was like, that's the most valuable thing in the fucking game. But I thought he was a bad guy. Cause I was like, why would you make the wise man a fucking guy? in a? he looks angry. An angry yeah. looking man in a carrot costume. But I was like, that's just part of the course for this stupid fucking. Stupid yeah, he fucking dude. and like the, the little wizard dude I was running away from. And like the wizard, it looks like a nice person, but some of the things look nice and I didn't want to die. And then apparently the wizard heals you. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah, he'll, yeah, fucking uh, read. If you're going to, if you've never played this and you're going to play it, for the love of God, read the instruction manual. Read yep. like fuck God. Read the. It made such. Once I realized, like, oh, I see. Like these certain characters won't hurt me. That made a big difference because, like, you need all the help you can get. This is a fucking difficult video game. Um. Oh, dude. The other thing I wanted to bring up was your health bar gets bigger as you level up, or as you gain points or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the <laughs> so you go. I think. What are you when you start out? A wiener. A wiener. Yeah, and then like you can gain rankings and you gain levels from either like uh, opening gifts or opening up parts of the map by just walking around and finding parts of the map. And you gain levels and you go from like a wiener to like a... A doofus, I think. Yes, a doofus. And then like after a while, you end up being like a dude and like cool <laughs> thing. And like I thought that was fucking hilarious that you just grow levels and they're just these... Because as soon as I started playing the game, it said I was a wiener. 
I think. And I was just like, oh, that fucking sucks. But then you realize that like, oh, no, okay. It's just that's the level that you're on. Um, and that gives you a little bit of motivation again, especially in those early levels, to try to uncover the map. Because you can yeah. gain a couple levels. And I think it's every three levels you gain, you gain extra health on your bar health bar. Yeah, you, you need all the health you can get. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm not complaining because I think it's awesome. But yeah, like those last few levels, there's so many. Those fucking goddamn shadowy boogeymen are fucking everywhere. <laughs> and then there's like the mom pushing the baby stroller and the baby telling the mom to shut up. And there's that. The- that was the most relatable thing I think I saw in that game because I see that woman in real life yeah. at, at Safeway. Like I've seen her <laughs> and she just looks she's miserable. She, yeah. She's almost ran me over with her cart. Like it's a real life enemy that yeah. they put in this game. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's her, there's the fucking mailboxes. There's hamsters in those giant hamster running balls. There's like swarms yeah, so, of tourists. So fucking random. Just random shit. It's like to design the enemies in this game. They just like looked out the window. And, and just like, took what like they geese, saw. The geese that shoot you with tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, they just chase you and shoot you with fucking tomatoes. Oh, and you mentioned Cupid. Fuck that oh, guy. Oh God. Fuck that guy. This little shit. He's like this little baby Cupid, and like if he shoots you with the arrows, then it fucks your controls up. But it's not always so. Like he hit the first time he hit me. Like I don't know if you do this. Like with old video games, if I got an item that fucked up my controls, I would just flip my controller around. And hold yeah, my, that makes sense. Yeah, like and it's easy with those old controllers. So like the first time he hit me, my controls went reverse. So I just played with my controller upside down until it wore off. And then the second time he hit me, it was like they went like 90 degrees to the like. So left yeah. was up. And so, oh, that little fucker. And he's, oh, and he just, he's fucking relentless. Once he sees you, he won't leave you the fuck alone. I didn't know you could kill him with the Icarus wings. I didn't know that. Yeah, that or like jumping into him with the, the, the bouncing shoes, like the spring shoes or whatever. Oh, okay. I you didn't can, know you that. You can like you can bounce into him and hit him. Ah, oh, that'd be a godsend because he's a little shit. And dude, those fucking hula girl, hula the hula hula the hula girls, like the Hawaiian hula girls. And when you see yeah. them, like the guys, they fucking dance with the girls, but it stops you. And they can be so hard to get away from if you see them. Oh. Yeah, and they have they have like a huge radius. They can hit you. Well, not hit you, but like. I don't know, entice you from, I guess, is a better word, seduce you. I'm not sure. Like infect you or yeah, yeah. And so then (laughs) either ToeJam or Earl will just, and it's funny to watch them dance, but like you'll keep doing it like over it. Like you'll take one step, dance again, one step, dance again, one step, dance again. And they're not hurting you. And when you're being chased by 42 people. Dude, there's a couple of times where I just straight up died because I was running away from enemies and then I fucking ran into one of those stupid hula girls. And I was like, well, I can't turn around. Cause all these enemies are up my ass. And if I keep going forward, that stupid girl is going to make me dance and all these enemies are going to fucking get me anyway. And like your health disappears fast. Like once enemies get a hold of you, you have very little time Yeah. to come up with a plan. So like you almost need to memorize where some of the food is and leave it and then be like, I know I can go back for that. You know, those French fries if I fucking need them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I think that's, I think, I don't know. Like, I think we've touched on everything. I can't think of anything. I think. Else. Um, I mean, it sounds great. The music. I will say that, like, the soundtrack to it is dope. It does get a little bit repetitive, which is a thing with most old video games. Like, I know yeah. personally, like when I was playing it the last couple of times, uh, I would listen to it for a couple of levels, and then I would just like turn on a podcast or something and just play while I was listening to the to my phone. Yeah. Um. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much the same way. I think like. 
the the soundtrack it definitely brought back memories when I first heard it. I was like, oh yes, this is this is twenty seven and a half years ago, Kate. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, agreed. It is pretty repetitive. Yeah, it just it's the same song like over and over and over and over and over. The same couple songs over and over. And like, and they're catchy songs, but like you can only listen to them so many times. But but I, I will say though, that's part of the thing I really like about this game is like the the lack of repetition because it's a roguelike. So every time my presents are different and I don't know what I'm going to get mixed with not knowing where those 10 pieces of the ship are, not knowing where the elevators are. And it's, it's a dude, it is the perfect, uh, chill out and listen to a podcast while you're playing game. Like the perfect game. Cause you don't really like, there's no story. You don't really need to, I don't want to say you don't have to pay attention, but you don't need to keep track of, you know what I mean? Like you just play it. There's not, it's not the most, um, um like involved yeah like you don't need to get completely invested in it you just kind of tune out and it's fun you just play it and inevitably lose i'm going to beat this fucking game (laughs) like this is most of these old games when i play them for the podcast i play them until we record the podcast and i kind of move on i played zombies ate my neighbors for quite a while uh because it was kind of like this it was a little bit of randomization this game i can see myself i gotta check and see if this is on the genesis classic collection Cause I had that on my switch. And if this is on that, then I'm, I'll play the, I'll just keep playing it. Cause it's, I'm going to beat this fucking game. I like it too much For not sure. to beat it. Um, I know that's like what, like I said, like it was hard and I was like, what the hell is going on when I first picked it up again? But now that we are, we know what's going on. We have a strategy. I mean, I do feel kind of involved in it now. Like after this, I'm probably going to go back and pull Kellyanne and say, Hey, sit down. We're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think playing it with the second person would be so much fun. It's honestly, it's so much fun. It's, yeah. It's, it's really good. Cause like, dude, when you play alone, it like, if you play as toe jam, it says like toe jam is a wiener at the bottom of the screen. And then it says Earl is on vacation and it never says where <laughs> they are. And I was like, that's bullshit. We both crashed and I'm the only one looking for a ship. But, um, I, I, Dude, there are certain games, you guys, that I've never played that I play for this show, and I'm like, dude, this is a fucking gem, and it's found its way onto my favorite retro games of all time list, and I said it on Twitter the other day, uh, like, I I adore this game. Like, I'm sucking alien dick all over this podcast. I think Toe Jam and <laughs> Earl is phenomenal. I want to look up, I see, I'm looking right now that there was two more games released for the Genesis, and then, or no, one more on the Genesis, one on Xbox. And then one was kickstarted into uh, production in 2019. Yeah, and I think, I don't know which one, if it was the Xbox one or the most recent one, but one of them, Macaulay Culkin, I read, had something to do with it. Apparently, this is one of his favorite games as a kid. (laughs) That just makes sense. Like, these fucking games are so weird that it just, yeah, fuck, sure, why not? Um, From what I can tell... They don't all seem to be roguelikes, but I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to spec because I haven't played. People are going to yell at me if I'm wrong and I haven't played them. So I don't know. That's fair. Uh, it does say the sequel is a platformer. And I got to be honest, I would love to just see more like the first one. Cause like, I love the idea of this roguelike. I'd love to see another one of these, which is different gifts and different enemies and different levels. Uh, I, outside of the fact that they walk a little slow and again i wish it had save files there's nothing i don't like about this game it's no i i agree it's it's fuck it's goddamn whatever eventually we're gonna do a ranking of the best genesis games and i'm telling you guys right now like i kind of thought streets of rage 2 was a lock for my number one slot and it probably has been so far toe jam and earl is giving it a real run because i just i think it's got more replay than than streets of rage 2 did 
Um, yeah. Kate, let's you uh, if you got any other closing thoughts before we score this thing and get on with our lives. I don't. I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered it. All right, then. There's 25 levels, so that seems like a good scoring. I didn't want to go this. I was like, there's 10 pieces of your shit, but we're not doing that at 10. That's fucking lame. Uh, That's fair. On a scale of 1 to 25, what would you score Toe Jam and Earl? Based based on when it came out and just, the, I think, the innovative quality of it, I'd probably give it like a 19 or 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty solid for what it is i gotta be honest yeah like i like guys i have no nostalgia for this game i've played it maybe 10 times over the last two or three weeks and like i fuck yeah like i <laughs> there was a small part of me that was like it's 25 but i was like i'm not doing that it's not mario <laughs> um but i like to me it's in that like 23 22 23 range i just think it's i i it's the it's the right balance of difficult and fun i it's so good that like even Dude, if I didn't like this game so much, I would come in here and I would rip it apart for those bullshit instant death bummer presents. But I like yeah. the game so much that I actually think those are funny and I don't even care. I'm like, this game is, I love this game. Um, yeah, so I'll go I'll go 23 because I like it so much. Uh, well, fair enough. Fucking killer game. I love it. So for, shout out to all of you that voted for this game in the Patreon poll. Kate, you're, you're actually a Patreon. Of ours. Did yeah. you, do you remember? Did you vote for this game? Do you remember? I, I honestly can't remember. I, I probably I probably would have if I had seen it. Just because it's just a memory of it. And even if I wouldn't have remembered what the game was about. Because like I said, when I saw it on Twitter the other day, yeah. I couldn't remember what I was supposed to do. I just remember Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah. So I probably would have if I had seen it. Well, yeah. Like shout out to everyone that voted for it. Because it's fucking great. I love this game. Find a way to play it. It's on the Sega Genesis Classic. I don't know where else it is. It's not my fucking job to look that shit up. Um, it does say here that it was released on the PSN and the Xbox Live Arcade in November of 2012, so I don't know if it's still going to be there. But either way, play it. It's fucking awesome. I love this game. And uh, Kate, it was fucking. we'll have you back on the show. It was fucking rad to catch up with you. Thank you for doing yeah, this. Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and thanks for doing this. Your, your podcasts are, are taking off. They're, as Toe Jam would say, jamming. Yeah, I'm not a fucking wiener. Retronauts, no, they're the fucking be, wieners. No, sorry. You can be a a dude or a. I think what's what's the highest one? Like a rap master? Do you want to be a rap master? No, that's too much pressure. I'll that's go. Fair. Yeah, I'll go with dude. I can live with dude. Anything other than All right. that? Yeah, rap. Ah, uh, fuck. I yeah, I don't want to be master. That's too much. You could be a peanut. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That does seem like me. I. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> uh, good <laughs> shit, dude. Thanks for doing this, Kate. Yeah. No, thank you. going to do it for this week's episode kate thank you so much for giving me a call and 
fucking coming through in the clutch. That was like a pinch hit, and you hit a walk-off home run. It was fucking phenomenal. Thank you for coming on the show. We'll get you on again. Thank you for talking to Jamin Earl with me. And every single one of you funky mofos out there listening to this podcast right now, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you're enjoying what we do, I don't know, consider throwing us two bucks on pay. It's two bucks US. So it's like, I don't know, I think it's $17 in Canada. No, it's like three bucks in Canada. But anyway, uh, it's you can you can get started for as little as $2. You get a mountain of extra podcasts. You get a shout out. You can play, play one, remake one, erase one, and all those other games. Uh, you get access to our Discord. There's a whole bunch of stuff over there. Patreon.com slash remember the game. As I've already distru- stressed, maybe just wait until May 1st now because we're getting so close to the end of the month. You'll get charged today and then charged again in like... 48 hours when the calendar rolls over uh oh yeah and i'm on twitch uh twitch.tv and then look for member the game we're there tuesday wednesday and saturdays tuesday and wednesday nights saturday afternoons i'd love it if you came by and just said hi dude we get people from all around the world that just pop into the twitch chat to say hi and i just think it's the fucking dopest shit it always just makes me feel so good whenever somebody new comes by the twitch channel so come by and say hi i really appreciate that they're a very welcoming group over there we have a p.o box you can find the address at remember the game podcast.com shoot me just a a letter or a postcard something tell me where you are in the world i'll send you a remember the game postcard from canada land back and we'll be best friends and uh that's i think that's all the plugs i think that's enough oh yeah we have merch but you can find it in the podcast whatever that's enough that's enough plug in this week uh thanks for listening you guys i'll be back on friday with game patch i'll be back on sunday with expansion pass and i'll be back next week for episode 147 of Remember the Game. And while I don't entirely know what game we're going to talk about, I'm kind of leaning toward Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the NES, just to kind of follow up on the YouTube video that I posted about it like a week ago. I did a Let's Play, by the way, yeah. Oh yeah, youtube.com slash Remember the Game. You can find, I have Let's Plays and stuff over there, and I kind of get a little angry during the Chippendale one. But anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. You guys are the best, and I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I'm producing three podcasts a week right now, and it just simply would not be feasible without the support of everyone that supports us over at patreon.com slash remember the game. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has signed up over on Patreon for at least $2. This week or this month, we're going to le- read them in reverse alphabetical order, and I'm sure I'm going to fuck a bunch of these up. So a gigantic thank you to... Zootroy, Zane Donovan, Yamcha, Xwater, Wyman Brooks, Wolf Magic K21, Wolfgang Darren, White Burrow, Vladstein, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Tyler, Troy Ksuniak, Trevor Seven Oaks, Tony Sherichetti, Tommy Reynolds, Tom Kite, Todd, Timothy Real, Tim L, Tim Chambo, Thor the Hammered, They Call Me Badger, The T Word, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The Giraffe, The Anti Spatial Podcast, That One Kid Nick, Tense Sparkster, Swedish Fish, Super Mary Ho, Stupid Monkey, Stitch, Steve O'Connor, Stefan Fukasawa, Starro Probin, Squint, Spencer C. Weiss, Slick Rick, Silver Grunion, Sharonic, Sean Razine, Shaley, Sirius Ron P., Clifford, Sean Clifford, Scott V., Scott Brooks, Sam Wright, S2 Vaughn 5000, Ryan Yeager, Ryan White, Ryan McCowan, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Bayshore, Rogue Agent, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Robert Lippa, Robert Fuchsia, Fusho, Fusho, fuck, I suck at this. Rex Sheldon, Retro Bismol, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Raul Aguirre. <laughs> Raul, I'm sorry. Raging Demon, Potato Bob Guy, Poops Loomis, Pizza Power, Pie Messiah, Peebs, PB McFadden, Parzival, Paul Bullard, Paul, Pat Duddy, No One Cares, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Nick Sills, Nathaniel Shelley, 
Nathan Warzecha, Nathan Tremblay, Nathan Freak, Murat Pepper, Mulverine Films, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Mr. Nick, Mr. Satan, Mr. Mark Wire, MPG in Buffalo, Morgan, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Miklos Blackshaw, Mike Malowani, Mike Maloney, Mike Cummings, Mike Burks, Michael Hegg, Michael Mathis, Mercury869, Mega Man 2 OG, Mick Jr., Matthew McKellen, McLean, Ma- Matthew Davis, Matt McLean, I suck so hard at this, Matt Brown, Martin Greenwood, Mark 209, Mark Jones, Makeshift, Mallow Money, Mad Shibs, Mackenzie Wheeler, Luca Reskigno, Reskigno, Lord Finish, Logan Hale, Les Winan, Leon K, Lee Whitworth, Lee Spilling, Lane Orr, Kyle Paul, Kinslayer, Kevin Hufford, Kevin, Kerry Waka Waka, Kelly, Keegs, K Cuz, Kate Roberts, K Jam, Joshua Shenfield, Joshua Davis, Josh Morgan, jo- Joseph Gonzalez, Jordan, John Byrne 86, John DeShazo, Johnny CCDC, John Quack, John Doskis, Joe Mack, Joe Gillespie, Joe Buck. Joel LeBlanc, Jesse Clark, Jerbear, Jeffrey Mathis, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jay Clutch, JB Retromania, Jason Cortez, Jared, James Clark, James Anderson, Jafar, I Worked at Subway, Andre SJ Flash, Guest House Productions, Goth C, Geek Life Radio, Gary C, Gary Heather, G9PSX, Freezer Burnt, Fraser Burns, Fob, Ferdy Martinez, Fake McHugh, Explode Processing, Evan Refuse, M. Felf, Elijah 232, Electronic Emotions Program, 8-Bit Bovi, Dylan, Doug Dorn, Doogie, Dominic S. Thompson, Do How, DNA Gaming, Divalk, Devin Gordon, Desert Tortoise, Derpimus Prime, Derek Jane, Defunct, Devin Schne- David Schnatterer, David Ray, David Phillips, David, Dave Thompson, Dave McGee, Dave L., Dario Omen, Danny Vega, Daniel McKee, Dane Upton, Dana Woodrall, Dan Wagner, Dan T, Chris Knife 007, Crash Bandiquitic, Craig Rutt, Corey Street, Corey, Cody Poland, Chuck Schlarp, Christopher Sumner, Christopher Russell, Chris Goodfellow, Chris Flurry, Chris Copland, Chris Campbell, Chowdy Lottie, Charlie Maderos, Chosen Last, Carmichael Nicholas, Captain Cool, Candido, Brian Ransom, Brian Maderos, Brian Robbins, Brian McKay, Brandon Hain, Brandon O'Brien, Born to Do It, Boognish, Bones O2, Ben Drinkin, Ben Busha, Ben Buya, A Town, Ashley Cronenbitter, Arpad Bodos, April Zane, Andy Hudson, Andrew Wright, Andre, Amy Gillen, Amarok, Alex Martinez, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, Adam O'Sharello, Adam J, Adam Beasley, Adam Anderson, Aaron Lawson, Aaron Baker, a novel console and too loud for the crowd. Holy fuck, there's a lot of you guys. Thank you all so, so much, very much. And uh, sorry if I fucked up your names. I need a drink of water. Thanks, guys. Cheers.